Hello and welcome to Confidently Wrong. We recorded this show before the recent shootings in Buffalo and Orange County and Texas. These deaths are unacceptable. Many of these deaths are preventable. We cannot accept that people are just going to regularly be shot to death in this country. But that is where we are. So I urge you to act. Write or call your senator and ask them how they plan to reduce gun-related deaths. Do the same with your representatives in U.S. Congress. It's time. It's way past time. Now I'm going to do the show intro, but just know, I'm quietly enraged that I even have to add such a grim message to the front of a goofy escapist podcast such as ours. Without further ado, I'm Wesley Nakamura, and as always, I'm joined by Mike Smith, award-winning director Brian Redondo, and Savon Jones, a.k.a. Captain Vani. This is episode 66, and we're diving deep into Zavon's horrible opinions about Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. I'm confident that it's going to be the best show you've ever listened to, and well, hey, if it's not, you can always ask us for a refund. Incredible! Gentlemen, the regulars here, Brian and Savon, and Mike has decided to grace us with his presence. Ooh, you better shut up with that. Woo. You better <laughs> shut Mike up Smith's with music. that. I'm going to start. What did I'm we do start. to earn this? <laughs> I'm going like to start. I'm going to start. I'm going to stir up the pot to start. You know, Wes, we did <laughs> a 30 chain. minute, a damn 30 minute uh special episode warm-up i didn't curse once but you know you good job coming y'all came in with that and so. we were talking about a pretty heated subject we'll actually throw that out as a smaller episode uh it'll be about 10 or whatever <laughs> i minutes. was cursing what but mike uh, well, you, i wasn't it turns I out wasn't. that you moved into a brand new house you've just bought it I did it's, how's I did. it been going so far you've been in there about a week or two yeah yeah been in here about two weeks it's it's been good um you know, the the trips to Home Depot never seem to end, but I never. guess it comes with the territory. But it's and you've good. been building yourself a man cave? I am. A, you know, an office, I've been calling it, but it'll, it'll function. <laughs> capital as, as good, a, capital good, O. Good, <laughs> yeah, capital good rebranding. For, for, the, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that'll come along. So maybe we'll do a little walkthrough of that when I finally finish putting it together. Um, but it's cool. I'm excited we're going to have like a maybe a little recurring series about ha- house shenanigans now. It's mostly going to focus around you and our, uh, our uh, radicalized friend. But oh we'll, uh, Living in Texas, guys. Stay tuned for that. <laughs> Man, it's too bad Jen has family here. Otherwise, we should move. All right. It's been... This entire episode is going to be about... Weird thing to put on the record, but go off. <laughs> right? Just like, hey, Jen's family, if you're listening. You From the suck. top rope, let's two move. minutes in. Jen's Wesley's family, let's all move to somewhere else. having a crisis about the home that he owns with his beautiful family. Hey, refugee um, parents, why'd uh, you land there? Let's move somewhere else, guys. You couldn't have gone around the other side of the world. <laughs> Wes could have been Why didn't you choose France? France is great. Got its own problems. This entire episode is about Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Side note, I really thought it was and the Multiverse of Madness. It's in the Multiverse of Madness. Small oh, really? point of clarification there. Can we call it Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Midness? 
Oh, wow. Shots coming out the gate early. <laughs> All right. I actually, I don't. He's been working that, on that one, but that's that's kind of stoking the flames of today's episode, which he's... I think I'm going to be oddly in the middle for, which I'm excited Whoa. for. Savan looks All like right. he's about to cry. Savan looks hurt. Savan looks hurt, offended, ashamed. Well, before before we get into too much of the let's say the quality of the film itself, I want to just take a step back, a little thousand foot view. It's actually been six years since we saw the original Doctor Strange movie. Movie, uh, where he finds Kamartage. I actually don't know how to spell Kamartage. I don't think it matters. It's Learn, a good thing they can't see our freaking thing, Wes. They so can't see no, our, our no notes. need to comment on it. Kamartage. <laughs> I don't even know how to start that. K. I'm going to go with K. Learning. He, he had to learn from a bald white monk played by Tilda Swinton about how to harness his whatever. I don't know what they called it. His inner you know, self. Uh, he had to bargain with an interdimensional, powerful being named Dormammu, who was tricked by a simple time loop spell. And in those six years, Doctor Strange, you know, he, he helped the Avengers fight off Thanos and did all this stuff. Did did he kind of age gracefully in these six years? Like, as a character, are we are we really into Doctor Strange here? Mike, start us off. So, before I do that, kind of tangent here i got you kind of roasted me for it i got like a mechanical keyboard y'all know what those are yeah i have no idea what that is it's It's so loud yeah it's so loud and you got one of the old school keyboards kind of but like listen this is me typing like (laughs) (laughs) it's so loud you're you're just trying Um, to sound like you're in a 90s movie about the internet right I'm in. <laughs> well, it's a huge thing. I, it's a huge thing on like the battle station thing. Like everyone that has these crazy built computers. Um, but anyway, I, I was trying to type the people. Do I'm you gonna have a build crazy battle station. No, I'm going to build one eventually. Because um, I just found out, and this is another story I could do. I bought this computer five mo- five years ago. I got a huge sale discount on it on eBay. It was like a brand new MacBook, like nine hundred dollars off, and I discovered it was so cheap because it. I think it might have been stolen. Um, nice. So now, so now I'm locked out of it. Oh no! Um, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I thought you were going to get the benefits of the stealing, but not. No. The, well, I did the for five years, so you know I went. Oh, that's a good deal. Yeah. So you know, it's 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 had its life, but rather than buy a whole new uh, MacBook, I might just build a PC. That's a story for a different time. The graphics cards what, are starting to be more in stock. Yeah, but they're still expensive. Yeah, they are, and they're. Uh, they're all right. I mean, I don't think they're they're inflated much. Um, okay. Well, that's good. Anyway, I think Doctor Strange is in a, a weird position because he came in relatively late, right? Like, after all the key Avengers happened, I think after the first two Avengers movies, and then he became one of the most important characters in the MCU. Obviously, I can't talk Savama no more about comics, about, like, his role as a significant player in the larger superhero marvel context but in the mcu he came in had his movie and then immediately was you know one of those guys who kind of like iron man and and yeah i think iron man would be a main example he's built up significantly in other movies so i think he aged gracefully i think it works for him and i think the movie tried to play off of that and one thing relative to that, because I think we'll talk about production and how that might have impacted the outcome. This movie was supposed to come out before Spider-Man. I think quite a bit before Spider-Man. So I think like the big gap, maybe he hasn't aged 
so gracefully because we've kind of forgotten who he is, even though he's supposed to be so important. But I do think the character is so good, Benedict Cumberbatch is so good, that overall I did feel excited and attached to the character. I'm, is he that good, though? Uh, I'm, like, way on the other side really? for Doctor Strange. Like, I, I don't think <laughs> they've okay, figured out I'm not how thinking to... of this movie, though. Like, in Endgame and Infinity War, or I guess just Infinity War, he's he's so good. He's such a, a key part of that whole thing. Like, plot-wise, he's important, but, yeah, but I think what's, because, what's but key is the... he didn't have to carry that movie by himself, right? Endgame, oh, he he's really important. did a lot. But Endgame, he didn't have to carry him. it, and... Like, there's just nothing that I really grapple with or grasp onto with him that I care about. And then now he's got to do his own movie. And again, I don't, like, care too much about it. Like, I mean, I think the first one did an okay job getting me to kind of care about him, like, in his healing process. But, in you know, it ah, it's just the What If series probably had the one where I cared about him the most. But that was only half an hour of him, you know, running around and trying to, like get things right and you could see him struggling with with his pain it, it just he we haven't really had him grow and develop in a really serious way um true true and i i don't know i think they just haven't figured out how to get him going so maybe on the next one they'll get it you know it took thor three standalone movies maybe maybe that's what's going to happen here it but, took spider-man uh, seven <laughs> um, <laughs> not wrong and i mean seven we know Benedict Cumberbatch is, you know, a, a grade A actor, actor, right? Yeah. He, you know, he he's, you know, he's going to do Oscar bait movies for the rest of his life, probably. <laughs> anyway, when it comes to the MCU, however, for someone like him to occupy the role of Doctor Strange, like, I think it's less of a Robert Downey Jr. and Iron Man situation and more of a Sam Jackson and Nick Fury scenario where you got a really talented charismatic actor playing a role that is actually kind of flat and one-dimensional you know and he moves the plot along as you said dr strange super important in the mcu he's a linchpin he's constantly propelling things forward by just his presence in all these other movies but you know i barely remember that first movie and and otherwise, I don't really understand Doctor Strange as as a character and what's what's really driving him, how he's developed. And and worse, worse off than that is that he doesn't get opportunities to show off any charisma or any other any other shades of character other than being like this annoyed elder figure to to compensate for the thinness of his character. And so I had the same feeling as Wes when we're suddenly thrown into his own movie where he's lugging the whole thing along. I'm like, who is this guy? Like, why? Why am I invested in him and his personal journey? We're not. Does it even, does it even matter? <laughs> we're not invested in him. Because, uh, yeah, we, you know, we don't really know a lot of things in, about him. And I think the movie acknowledges that, too, because they're putting so much weight in other places as well. It's. Maybe that's an acknowledgement of the movie, or maybe that's just how the MCU machine is working these days. But yeah, I think it's kind of a missed opportunity with with his character and with the actor. A lot of his y'all smoking some good stuff. Good lord! (laughs) (laughs) Tell us why we're wrong, Savan. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of the stuff y'all are upset about it's it's in the movie. Like all these things y'all are saying of like, oh, I don't understand this, this. I'm like, 
did y'all not watch the movie? You know, his entire arc is being an arrogant, unlikable person who, you know, still finds like his whole thing is being, and that's how he is in the comics. He's a powerful, intelligent, really, really capable person who is not likable in pretty much any way. And so he's clashes with everybody, which maybe that can make him less likable as a protagonist. But I think it's pretty clear what his character is meant to be. And I think that's pretty consistent throughout all of his movies. I agree with you, Brian, that he does kind of feel of a Nick Fury role where he's meant to kind of connect a lot of the Marvel (laughs) stuff together. But if we're just talking about how Doctor Strange is aged, I think it's aged incredibly well, mainly because Marvel started off in their movies being heavy technology based and they didn't want to acknowledge magic even the thor movies tried to frame magic as technology you know and strange movie was them finally saying hey yo nah magic is real and if we're gonna set up these future movies and things happening in these in this mcu magic has to be a thing and i thought dr strange did a sensational job of just introducing magic to the mcu and getting us to buy in because if you don't a lot of later projects WandaVision, Moon Knight, others just aren't possible because we aren't invested in the concept. So as introducing a new concept, I thought Doctor Strange was great and it aged super well. I've loved his character as just being, because it's like that in the comics, as being a a plot-driving force in the larger Avenger stories because that's what he is. That's his role. Like, he defends Infinity Stone. He's a powerful magician. Like, his skill set sets him up for that. So... I'm willing to agree that in movies where he's not the main character, yeah, maybe he's not getting developed. But I like that between his two standalone movies, you see him build up his, his, you know, his experience, his cachet, his just every, you know, him being legitimized. And so I don't know. I thought all of that worked even more for this movie because now you really got to see his journey, what he's been through all of this and how that impacts, you know, his arc in the second movie. Because the theme of the entire movie is control and, you know, being able to surrender control. And I thought that's pretty aligned with what he's been through leading up to this movie. So, I mean, if you're just not a Doctor Strange fan, that's fine. But it feels like, I don't know. These feel like some pretty bad faith arguments. Here is my, here is my suspicion. So lately, I've, I think I've, I've really fine tuned, like fine tuned my understanding of Savant's taste. Okay. And I've, I, I have, I just have, and I've just been calling it. I even called it with not being interested in the Northmen specifically. Why? That was just like the peak of it. Because you have such a weird what you like and what you don't like, and I think being able to understand that is um, a, a skill. When I actually was watching this movie, I was kind of mid on it, and I, and I can say specifically why in a bit, but I was like, Savon is going to love this movie. I knew that specifically, and he did. So again, count it. I had my <laughs> bell, I'd ring it. How um, soon did you know that he would love it? He, I, mean, I don't know. I, and it, I mean, it was more so less than the movie as a whole, but specific moments, I just knew like this was specifically something that Savon would like. And here is why, and I think it's why, the core difference between all of our arguments. So I'm going to evoke the Star Wars sequels real quick. Oh, no. um, all right, let's do it. Specifically, The Last Jedi. I, I like to make a distinction with that movie a lot. I think it is a good movie, and I think it is a really bad Star Wars movie. I think you could say the reverse about a lot of the prequels. I think some of them are pretty bad movies, but like great Star Wars movies, right? Like Phantom Menace is a terrible movie, but when you think of it in the context of Star Wars, it's like hugely significant. I think this might be a 
good Marvel movie and a bad movie. And the reason I think Savan was <laughs> so attached to this is because this really felt like a comic book that was just thrown on screen. And I think oh, that yeah. it, it <laughs> didn't really... But like, it's a movie! It, it's not a comic book! Well, that's... But it's when you look at it baby. from the lens of, like, if I'm just here to enjoy this as kind of part of, like, I love Marvel, not only, like, the, the, the greater context of the movies, which is obviously something that Savan is absolutely right in saying they're trying to build that up, because Kevin Feige even said that about this movie, even after they changed directors. Um... I think that it's if you love not only the, the MCU but the comics and the character, like he really felt like he was just kind of ascending to to that character and, and Scarlet Witch we haven't even talked about. She's obviously I think was just a great character and like Savannah had talked about her being so powerful as she was and being kind of crazy and evil and we got that. So I think if you're someone that loves everything, if you've had the characters built for you already, you love this movie. But if you do not it's kind of like what is happening and i think that's why for people that aren't as entrenched it's a bad movie but if you're such a huge marvel fan and you're able to go into it with that baseline it's a good marvel movie um I Damn. think you nailed it, man. Damn, he's right. <laughs> Damn, he's right. That, that, Podcast that, over. That, 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 that could not be Yeah, I, yeah, i mean, i think Savant he's right. Realized. And and here's the thing with <laughs> This character is so much of his development has happened off screen. We get these big jumps and he has these big character jumps. Like we had the first movie and, you know, I think that's fair of what Brian and Wesley are saying is like he hasn't really gotten that development. And when we've seen him in other movies, he's kind of already reached that next level. He has multiple levels and I'll talk about that in a second, but we don't actually really get to see much of him growing as a person we had the first movie where he's an arrogant just normal doctor then he gets humbled with his hands getting messed up and then he ends up you know super strong magician and then over spaces between movies sorcerers whatever he has these big jumps right like he has a big jump to infinity war and he's like fully actualized and even bigger to this and we never really get to see that this movie we do get the doctor strange has what does savant say i think it's relevant yeah but but which Spider? Oh, the most recent one. So, I'm just like, naming Infinity, all the movies he's been in. Yeah, but Infinity Thor three, he's like he's kind of already hit up, and he's like you know he can really screw with Thor, and then Infinity War, it's like you know universe level magic, and then in this, it's like I'm just truly something else. The only real character development we've gotten is that he gets humbled in the first movie as a person, becomes a sorcerer, and then in this one he gets humbled again. So because somehow he's continued to be an arrogant. D- and then gets humbled again. So that's the only character development. And I, I think if you're not bought into what's happened between the movies, you just don't really care about it because this movie doesn't bother with it. Yeah. I agree. 100%. And like the his character arc in this particular movie, I mean, they start off with, are you happy? And we're coming into this like, do we care Who, if he's happy yeah. or not? Who are you? Why wouldn't yeah. you be happy? You like, seem like a does dick. Does it matter? Like, <laughs> See, I love yeah. that question. But that became ominous as the movie went on. I didn't mind that as much since it became such a like a, a tell of like, almost like the Joker being like, do you want to know how I got these scars, right? It's like, ooh, like there's a sign that something is building, right? But, but the Joker hasn't been in five movies prior to that yeah. with yeah. like attempts at it. 
like it's not earned, right? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. He he, he needs. It to was present... like a MacGuffin that got thrown in. Yeah, it, it's just like it's kind of a throwaway. He, they need to present him as somebody who grabs your attention immediately because of his personality, not just yeah. because of his abilities, but because of his personality, and then invite you to guess and and long for his own happiness, right? Mm. Well, also, it was kind of clear from the beginning he wasn't that happy, right? Like, he's at the wedding not enjoying himself. Mm-hmm. You know, and that makes sense in the context of having seen, like I put in the comments, all the stuff between that, the are you happy question maybe makes a bit more sense. But you're right. If you've only seen maybe Doctor Strange 1, you know a little bit of what happens between, and then you're just seeing this one, the are you happy question probably does feel like, where the hell is this coming from? But also because well, it fits all the other if. appearances in the other movies, they don't delve into his personality no, or no, why he's, he's doing things. Like a, he's yeah. just there. He's just propelling the Marvel wheel forward. Work, you know? Yeah, work. I see it as like him working. Like, hey, you've been yeah. all these movies. You've literally just been having to like put the team on your back and you haven't had a chance to step back and say, hey, are you happy? It's happening in Young Justice with one character. It's like, hey, they've been doing so much stuff that you wonder, hey, what's been happening with you yourself? Again, I get why if you haven't seen the in-between stuff, that question falls flat. But I liked it in the context of, yeah, man, homie died, saved the universe, did all this other crap, and hasn't had a chance to probably sit and say, hey, where am I at with it? I mean, again, I think also, I think if this came fresher off the heels of Infinity War Endgame, like we would, I think, be a little more attached to the character mm-hmm. and the kind of and the shit he'd gone through. Oop, there's one, sorry. What? BK. Sorry, BK. Um... um <laughs> And I think it, this kind of suffers from that. I mean, I think it would have been interesting if this came out prior to Spider-Man because we would have got this and then would have got kind of like a follow-up of him in that movie. Um, but because we hadn't seen him in a while and Spider-Man, he was just kind of a side, you know, more of a plot device than a mm-hmm. character. And then this movie, he doesn't get any of the benefit from... So he was in two movies pretty much back-to-back and they both feel disjointed. And I think flipping it would have had a big impact. Um so how did you feel walking out of the movie? And then we'll talk about some of the more details as we go. So just like a quick overall thing, Mike, where were you at walking out of the movie? I felt like it was solid. It felt like to me it was two movies. And we'll talk about this. Um, oh, God. I'm forget- I think it's Scott Herrickson is the, the guy that did the first. See, the Herrickson or Hendrickson? I want to say Herrickson. Anyway. He directed the first, was on board to direct the second, and I actually liked the first a lot. I think in its own right, if you go back and watch it, it does everything we're talking about. It's a cool movie. It doesn't get as trippy and magic-y, but it's a good, it's a good movie and a good Marvel movie, and I'll actually die on that hill, and I have. He was going to come back and do a horror movie, and um, I'll talk about specifically what type of horror movie in a second, but he was going to do that, and it was like going to be a thing. And then he left for creative differences and they brought in Sam Raimi who kept some of that. And, you know, even Kevin Feige was like, this is still going to be mystical. It's still going to be kind of scary. I think watching this, I felt two movies and this is going to bring back to my point. I felt the, the campy horror stuff, which was a good movie. Some of those moments were actually great. Like some of the like callbacks to older, like campy horror and like Wanda and the chase scenes. I think some of that was actually really excellent. I felt that, and then I felt the the Marvel stuff kind of really like having an agenda almost of like we need to accomplish these plot points, we need to like get these these things across. 
Um, and I felt those two were at odds with each other, and I liked one a lot more than I liked the other. So leaving that, there were definitely moments I really loved, visually, story-wise, all of that, but then there were also, there felt like a whole other movie in there that was kind of tacked on. I felt like I was, I mean, I think I agree with that. I think they just didn't commit to it, and we'll talk about that, I think, in a, in a future question. Well, yeah, they, 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 the director left because they wouldn't commit to it. Yeah, so I'm glad I saw it. I think it was a little disappointed that the movie just kind of lacked a little bit of soul, right? There was just something missing from it that felt (laughs) meaningful to it in some way. Uh, Brian, how'd you feel? I mean, I couldn't stop laughing uh, by the end of the movie and when we were walking out a few times uh, because it was so ridiculous for so much of the movie and you know, Anna even turned to me and, you know, jokingly checked for my third eye. And <laughs> as she did it, I was like, you know, I did like the whole air guitar thing, which they did in the movie. <laughs> and I was like, what? What is happening? Yeah. Then we spent a long time uh, Maybe looking they're big up. Scott Pilgrim fans. Oh, my God. We We were like. She she went and and uh, found the uh, the X Men nineties cartoon theme <laughs> song. Yeah, to play. yeah. That was, that was my, sick. That was my jam. Yeah. Oh my god. You, why? You can't. But like, why? You can't. You it, it did it with the Spider Man. It did it with No Way Home. Same thing. They introduced original scores from their original products into the thing. That's not a new thing. Are we doing spoilers in this? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. That was. I mean, oh, yeah. that was cool. Professor X was dope. Like Fantastic Four was dope. All that. It's like you can't, you can't, you can't, you have to fully commit to that, right? Like Spider-Man fully committed to it. This like half inch there with campiness and like humor and then like just went back into like typical MCU stuff and that just like made it feel weird and then. Yeah, camp only works if it's 100% camp. You can't do camp and then pretend like things are also normal. Playing it straight. At yeah. the same time, it doesn't work. It's, then y'all have never read comic books. <laughs> yeah, I mean that was my point. I think, but the, like, that's why I don't read superhero comics anymore. That's well, real. but that that musical fight, which was that like, was kind sick. Of that was one of the greatest things that? ever. Was that, yeah. sick? that was one of my that, favorite guys, MCU moments ever. Maybe you should watch that. Fantasia. You would love Fantasia. I, well, I was, no, I was, everybody like, loves Fantasia. What are you saying? I don't know a Fantasia. The only Fantasia I know is the singer. When were the brooms oh, with you, the buckets of water? Gonna yeah. Come in? Oh, you that's, should watch. What is that? You don't like that? Come on, that's but, Fantasia. Okay, okay, oh, but if you sorcerer look at that, Mickey, okay. really? I never seen it. So are you look? You got to look at. So we're talking about like you have to commit to the camp, right? But what if yeah. you look at that scene in a bubble? But I don't know, think they isolated. did on that one. You know, they made it a magic fight that was exactly the same as all their other magic fights. Just the like. The little orange pieces were like kind of sharp. Oh, my thumb is. Uh, they were just kind of sharp, like little ninja stars or whatever. But they were but, playing the notes. Yeah, and the West just but, got the, cut by a note. But I think, but I think, what Brian and I were saying is like that should have been a more like understood that that was a musical world, and so that's why you needed to fight in a musical way. And two, that like, the it should have been more like about the music or something and rather than just like oh these like little shooting stars are going in a straight way mm-hmm. or like oh you made mm-hmm. a, a a measure you know a music sheet note like okay those are like small nods to music but 
like the whole scene should have been like a literal music fight and it should have been absurd that like these things are like swirling around or that they're doing musical things or like symbols should have come out of like nowhere or somebody's ears and like been like you know, what like, the hell are you talking about like, bro well, but so that's what it was like, yeah. but quite an imagination this is what it sounds like well yeah no but I think it is right like it's an absurd thing to be like we're gonna fight with music right so like then then do it and actually Lean do it in a, weird, it. a crazy way and it also Nah, it happens, it 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 happens like a in the third fight. act of the movie. Happens in the third act of the movie so after late. we've already seen some pretty like dark stuff happen. Yeah. And we know that he's confronting a Doctor Strange that has the dark hold. And then all of a yeah. sudden you break out into a music fight. Yeah. Come on, guys. Can it's we totally, talk about totally how a little, out of you, place. you feel like they had a little uh, reference to Invincible there, I felt like. When oh, Wanda's just, just with some of those shredding deaths. when Wanda's just shredding the she just solos the Illuminati. Illuminati. Yeah, I was like, okay. Um Yeah, but the darkness is also kind of jarring, right? Because it's like you go from campy to just like brutally dark to generic Marvel tone. And it's just kind of like, what are we you doing see, here? You see, I didn't have a problem with that because I think when you have a character like Doctor Strange, the nature of his character and the world he exists in is going to have drastically different tones. And I think but I would be more bothered by this. Well, hold on, like, hold on. Just get to a different universe and then the no, rules are different. No, because I don't think the, right the uni- because the diff- each universe having its own immediate gimmick, I don't think that's the point they were trying to make. I think the point more so is Doctor Strange is a sorcerer. You have all kinds of different magic. You have Wanda's really like kind of dark witchcraft. You have the dark hope magic. You got the colorful stuff. There's so many. And then you got different multiverses with different themes. That in itself, if it's a movie called <laughs> Multiverse of Madness, is going to lend itself to drastically different tones because you're going to just, by the nature of multiverse, have all kinds of different aesthetics. Now, again, if this was an Avengers movie or a Spider-Man movie, I would be more bothered by the tone being all over the place. But I think when you have a Scarlet Witch character who's going to be just terrifying by design, but then you also just have multiverses that are going to be like open just cities but different you're going to have and you know you have like the illuminati there's no way you're going to have a consistently con- a consistent tone across that because those characters just exist in different vibes again these vibes are going to cross more because it's a doctor strange movie and i think going in i was okay with that like i recognize okay they say it's going to be horror elements oh, i'm like cool that's probably because wanda does dark magic and there's no way you can do that well without it being this but I think if you tried to have it be dark, horary with more of the inhuman scenes or scenes that didn't involve Wanda, I don't think that would have worked. So I'm glad that they were able to, like, like I said, them dress, them having a shifting tone all over the place didn't bother me. I thought that the moments where things got dark, I was okay with that. And the moments when things were fun and whimsical, I was okay with that. And even the music fight, as ridiculous as it was, I'm still glad it ended with like a brutal window push spike in pale. So... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like it was br- so because well, in my head i'm like they went there yeah because in is my head Disney i'm like that's really- gonna cut that out no because in the head i'm like oh they really doing a music fight now in my head i'm like oh this is ridiculous i i'm here for it and for a moment i thought okay this is kind of odd for such a for the nature of this fight but you know for me when you're doing magic it's okay to be all over the place with it because that's just how magic is in most in most media and you know funny I- we haven't we haven't mentioned america at all I liked her. We haven't. I like her. Ugh. Yeah, I, I could have gone. I could have gone without. And also, why I think are what her didn't work is the shape did, of a kid's star. Come on. It didn't make sense 
why Doctor Strange and her were actually getting along or felt invested in each other. They never spent time showing. Yeah, us you're why. just supposed to accept that she that had a relationship. Did y'all know Doctor she Strange was in the? I know Savan wouldn't have. Did the two of you know she was in the movie? I didn't. Uh, I didn't know what type of role she was going to have. Oh, I see. I didn't know. I thought it was just going to be about him. She was a major character, like a whole new superhero. And I was like, where did this come from? Yeah. 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 I didn't, I didn't know her role would be as big as it was. So I very surprised. Yeah. Her character didn't like blow me away or underwhelm me in any one particular way, but I liked what her, and honestly, this is what I liked about every character in multiverse of madness or in the multiverse. What I enjoyed was they all were, lessons for our strange of like hey bro if you don't pull it back these are the consequences and for how all over the tone the movie was i did appreciate that and i do like how they used her as you know ultimately her character's a MacGuffin, but i'm glad that they i don't know i thought she was a a, a decently used MacGuffin. <laughs> like i thought she was a good way of being able to have strange learn the lesson of like hey bro like every time you try and be the man who makes the call and won't take the last shot people get burned can you can you defer and, you know, that ultimately I thought that was a good lesson for Strange to learn because it's one of his biggest character flaws just as Doctor Strange. And so, you know, she wasn't my favorite part of the movie, but she didn't take away from the movie at all for me. I just wish they invested in their relationship and you could see why they why they're actually like willing to stick it out for each other. Yeah, I just I feel That's like it. it added just one too many variables that it would have been impossible for them to like have meaningful connections with everything. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. To me, she's emblematic of the whole problem with the film that they're just overstuffing it to the point where they can't devote enough time to any one individual character plot or style. And it, you know, it kind of falls, the movie ends up falling on its under its own weight. It's funny. Cause that was like specifically what you said was good about no way home. And I feel like no way home is just a tough act to follow at all. But I think, this movie specifically had some issues that No Way Home did, you know, particularly well. So it's, it is a real tough act to follow. Well, this movie's more ambitious. Like, they're trying, I think, a harder, harder stuff to pull off. So that's, that's not surprising. Content-wise, but I think it also tried to do some of the meta stuff. Like, Brian has a note in here about the X-Men when we talked about it. And they try to, like, you know, bring in so like... Obviously, you know, having Patrick Stewart and, you know, John Krasinski, who's been fan cast endlessly um, in there is kind of trying to tap into the same meta thing that No Way Home did. And it, it just couldn't do it. And I think, Why? you know, is, that, is it just because people like Spider-Man more? Because it feels like they're the exact same thing. So now it's just it no, feels like it's selective. No. It feels a little inconsistent to me because I get well, what you're saying and I see what's being done. How is that inconsistent so. reception? Because wise? because I think not. It's they're all Spider Man, so it's just like it's not so much of a big jump. They're not just bringing in something completely random and be like, "Ha ha! Look at this! You weren't expecting this." It's like it makes sense. And then I think you know we're talking about how much this kind of fell short in terms of a character development story. No way home in terms of an arc is is you know the best thing that MCU has ever done in terms of character development. It's bold. I don't yeah. Think that, yeah, I don't I, think that's it. Like with No Way Home, I mean that's the third movie in in one Spider-Man trilogy and the ninth movie or eighth movie of Spider-Man movies. So we really understand that character, and then everything that happens in No Way Home in terms of the multiverse, 
you know, bringing in other the, all the other villains, bringing in the other Spider-Men. They're all working in service of developing our one Spider-Man character, right? Like, do you want it? So wait, I'm let me finish. Hit, oh, finish your thought. Wait, but I have a funny stat. No, but Brian, you finish don't. your thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like the when they give time to Andrew Garfield and Tommy Tobey Maguire, it's for them to help educate Spider-Man and talk about all the stuff that that Tom Holland Spider-Man is going through, rather than just saying like, "Oh, here's this." cool bit of fan service over here and here's another bit of fan service over there and did you catch that reference over there and isn't it fun that we did this over there like like i mean it's they kind of do do that in a way but they're also but it's really motivated by an effort to to bring spider-man to a new place which i don't think this doctor strange movie is really doing at all it's more about how we're changing the the rules of the yeah. of the MCU and setting us up for the next movie and the next villain and Wanda's do, able to do this so we know that the rules are now this and it's almost like the multiverse is the main character and he's like the sidekick like moving its plot along um, <laughs> yeah yeah um, cog here's a, in the machine here's a good stat though so you talked about three movies versus not only does Spider-Man have more movies um all three Spider-Man movies came out in the space between the first Doctor Strange and second Doctor Strange. So it's like, we've just had so much more time with that character. You remember it. And I'm wondering how much like actual like superhero fatigue and like remembering all this. Shit. And it's like, we've had emotional roller coasters since that first movie. It's hard for me to feel that connection. Not to mention Spider-Man's appearances in all the non-Spider-Man movies. Yeah, like, which Doctor Strange does have, I think, more so than any other superhero, but not No, 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 but it. Spider-Man's appearances are actually like, have, meaningful. have heft, yeah. right? Like, yeah. him, He's the him main dying, character of Infinity, well, yeah. one of the main or characters him blipping, of Infinity. Him blipping away while and Tony Doctor Stark Strange, has yeah. to watch... Uh, like uh, Spider-Man did not advance the plot of that movie in any significant way. But that's and that's the issue. It doesn't there. matter. It doesn't matter. It's not. It's not about yeah. propelling the plot. It's about see, propelling and characters. that's exactly what I was talking about. See, Brian's talking about in terms of like the quality of the movie of like is it entertaining? And Savan, you're thinking more of it like in terms of like the connection to the superhero like mythos. Like it, you know what? It, it, I guess what's mildly frustrating is. It feels like Here we Doctor go. Strange Here we and go. what? What? No, I, was, I, know, I was saying this has been far more no. uh, p- p- civil than I thought yeah. it was yeah. going to be. What, what, I guess what I find frustrating is a lot of the issues being lobbied against Doctor Strange. I feel you can lobby against No Way Home, but we're selective on when we're going to apply that criticism. So the biggest one being how invested are you in Doctor Strange's character when, you know, how much has he had to even be in his own standalone movie side stuff? And I feel like if you haven't seen all those previous Spider-Man movies, most of the biggest beats and development for no for uh, what is it, No Way Home doesn't even hit because a lot of the movie's best moments are based on an assumption that you understand Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. And for me, that yeah. made the movie hit in some dope ways. If you didn't see the homework leading up to it, all the movie's best parts fall way more flat because you didn't have the background behind. Yeah, it. but the, the hold homework- on, hold on, hold on, pimp. Green Goblin doesn't have the same <laughs> Green Fall Goblin. Back, kid. Hold on. Green Goblin doesn't have the same impact. A bunch of the Aunt yes. May stuff hasn't have the same impact. Andrew Garfield and Toby, all the little stuff they gotta talk about don't hit the same. Cause if you haven't seen it, they're just it's just two random Spider-Mans talking. And I think you can lobby that exact same criticism against Doctor Strange as you should, because 
it's hard for people to watch these movies if you haven't done, you know, if you haven't seen the 10 movies before and already connected the threads. Sure. But I don't want to lobby. I don't want to hold that criticism against Doctor Strange and not do the same with No Way Home. Dude, I've seen No Way every, Home. Re- no I've Way seen, Home relies on it. I've seen every Doctor Strange appearance and this movie's bad. <laughs> and that's cool and that's cool and if you think it's bad that's fine but i'm not gonna hold but, not but for that reason. but hold yeah. your criticisms against those movies be consistent with what criticisms you hold if you think I, the movie's I bad like, more power to you no it's but, the same criticism man it's not about like the number of appearances it's about what happens in those appearances mm. and all the doctor strange ones are pretty flat like i said he's the nick fury character man spider-man on the other hand is the heart of all those movies yeah, yeah, and and they're almost polar opposites, right? Like sometimes Doctor Strange like just moves the plot forward at the sacrifice of his own character development. Spider Man is is not this kind of a plot device that people play off of, right? Um, but he has so much character. Um, the biggest it's funny. Now go ahead, finish the biggest thing we it. The biggest criticism we've dumped on the Spider Man movies was that and that that um and what's the boy name? Ant Man? No, no. The, the new Spider Man. What's the boy name? Tom Holland. Tom Holland. The biggest uh, thing we, the biggest critique we have about the Tom Holland. That man Spider-Man is dating movies, Zendaya. You can, you will call him a man. But, but I'm saying that that man is like <laughs> we used to complain about him not being the main star of his own movies. Like we used to say, oh, in in, in Homecoming, oh, it's more of an Iron Man movie with Spider Man in it. And then we said in Far From Home, we say, oh, well, this is really just Spider Man in like Iron Man's beef, like. If we go these these Doctor Strange criticisms are fine, but we're not about the rose tinted lenses. These it's, older movies where we had way more scalding <laughs> takes against them. Like we're okay, not about to just fair. act like the Spider Man movies were fair, perfect when but we had a also, lot of to say about it's them when more it came than out. The, it's more than the sum of its parts. It's not just like who has like more peer. It's like who has you know we don't want to be volume shooters. You know it's about quality shots. <laughs> like I'm saying, like, like, if we talk, like, if we, like if we talking about someone being the star of their own movie, like. Like I say, Homecoming is an Iron Man adjacent movie. No, far from home, he don't even want to be Spider Man, and it's all Tony Stark yeah. beef and Nick yeah. Fury and Skrull stuff. Like Spider Man's yeah, never been the star of his own movie, so why are we why are we acting like this is the in the old movie in the old movie in the old movie he was in the new movie no, he's barely this, the star of his own. This stuff. whole movie is it's it's no. You're saying if if it's about I don't want to be a superhero, then the movie's about me. Like this thing is like this the multiverse. This movie was about the multiverse. I felt like it it served more to move the the MCU forward than it did the Doctor Strange character. The Spider Man movies, especially No Way Home, is barely about anything other than Spider Man. If anything, they're kind of like mirroring his teenage kind of self centeredness. No Way Home, I'll give you that. The other two, nah, they felt like just Marvel movies that had some Spider-Man in it, and then most of the conflict doesn't actually have to do with Spider-Man. I can't even remember what happened in Far, Way Home, Far From Home. Mysterio, no, Far From Home Iron Man's dead, Mysterio. Yeah, it was about him dealing with his, yeah, it was about his, yeah, and his trauma, and him being sad. I don't know, maybe not trauma, we could stop saying that about the MCU, but, um, I'm just I saying, we argue Here's, all the time about the first two movies being Iron Man-centric movies, and now we conveniently ignore that when we want to criticize Doctor Strange. But I don't say that. That's not my argument. Yeah. yeah. All right. I'm gonna get. I didn't like the second one because Mysterio <laughs> sucks. That's um, all. I just didn't. I don't like think the they're um, great movies, but Spider-Man is like definitely still at the center of them. Yeah. Like yeah, him. Like him as a character comes through, even though he's sharing a lot of screen time with. You know, I think the people you said that happened with this movie too. All right. Let's move on. Yeah, How do you? I want to. I want to talk about Wanda. Yeah. I'm talking about Wanda because she was okay. Yeah. But she was amazing. Here's Savan's question. 
Here's Stefan's question, which is, how did you feel about Wanda as the villain? Did you see it coming? And does this movie undermine the TV show arc? It sounds like I'm maybe not on the same page as y'all. So to me and to Jen, so me and Jen saw the movie last night, we, we felt like she was actually probably the weakest part of the movie. Like her... It didn't make sense to us like that she was going to do all the things that she was doing based for like given the reasons that they gave. So like Jen's quote was like, it just didn't make sense that she did all of that just because she was sad about kids. Like she was going to go to these great extremes. She was going to like literally just smoke all these people like and go to these crazy ends, destroy all these different universes, all just to be with her kids. And Jen didn't really see the WandaVision one and whatever. And it just like... I think even if I, I saw WandaVision in it, I kind of felt the same. I was just like, this is just too extreme for given like what you're trying to say is like the problem here. And you were pointed out multiple times the logical like problem of what you're trying to do. And it wasn't until, I mean, I guess it wasn't until she was like shown that that was the problem that she sort of like retreated a little bit. I mean, it just, it just never got us a buy-in on like the fact that Wanda started out as a villain in Ultron, sort of then became better in Ultron and then became like an Avenger and then sort of got like sidelined and then, but like always was still trying to do the right thing, fell in love with vision, had sort of the redemption arc and then had WandaVision where she was clearly like battling with, you know, her, her difficulties and losing vision and having killed him. And now she's again, like the villain of like epic proportions. And it's just like, you it's hard to to justify, given what we've seen, that she's going to go from I'm a hero and I want to save the world to I want to destroy every multiverse and kill people like in both hand to hand combat and, you know, across like these. What did they call them? Injunctions or incursions? Incursions. Like she's it's, it's just she's not a mass murderer. Well, it's the dark hole. I thought that was yeah. the whole point. I, but yeah. then I don't know. I mean, they just didn't really establish that like. As an act, like they said it, they said it, but it didn't, it just didn't, it didn't feel like Strange literally says the book of the dam that corrupts all it touches. He was pretty explicit, like, yo, yeah, but just because you say that, just because you say that doesn't mean that I'm buying that. Like, we haven't haven't seen the dark hold in the MCU at all. This is the first time we've really seen the dark hold, so like, you gotta establish that. You needed WandaVision, yeah, yeah, WandaVision explained the dark hold, yeah, you really only at the very end, and it still wasn't really. She was just, no, but it was the whole thing that, no, but it's you know, the whole plot, you know, with it being Agatha and then like all of that also like you say at the very end like it was this length of a movie like it wasn't like a long series no um, she's not reading the dark hole till the end yeah but we know what the dark hole does so it's that kind of addresses your one point i actually I, disagree with you specifically for all the stuff we're knocking dr strange for we've seen her character develop a ton and we've seen her go through a ton everything the only thing you need to suspend your disbelief is just that switch to full villain which again the dark hole does kind of explain so that was like the one twist but we've seen her go through so much shit. elizabeth olsen is a fantastic actor and i think she plays that character yeah, she 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 she's a war victim. She yeah, and like the line where she was like, "I put a, a hole in my husband's head and it meant nothing." Like that was an incredible. That line. was real. Yeah. Like, Damn, that's yeah, real. Yeah, that explained yeah, sure. a lot. And I, obviously, like, she's not only she. It's just the Anakin thing. She's just like one like couldn't deal with the pain. She wanted a chance to save her children and sacrificed herself, and you know was tempted by dark power, and it took over her, and then she was redeemed in the end and died. It's a literal Darth Vader arc, and I think it. We had the background in the movies. 
to to support it. WandaVision really like just built up that lever and just kind of churned up all this stuff to see it play out in here. And I think that worked really well. I think you take out a lot of the other stuff and make the story about the two of them and controlling really like and you can tell a good story about controlling reality and and him also being humbled and i think if they took away a lot of the other stuff and did a horror movie about the two of them i think that would have been really great okay can i say one other thing on her 50 percent of her screen time is her like closing her eyes and levitating and doing nothing but mind control through other people it just made for like a very passive like villain that's not true we saw her doing doing work she assaulted the entire magic temple i said 50 percent. 50 percent of her was just that's a lot bro but that's that's magic you're not gonna have factions how much time did thanos spend just talking buddha pose 50 percent of the time 100 percent of the time that's a lot of her time just being like no but that's just a magic movie people do that i mean like you know star wars has comparable things like it's just still the character that's most villains that's most villains bro like thanos wasn't fighting all the avengers movies half the time he's sitting in his chair vibing no i i actually think that character when we talk about like earned buy-in i think that character really because and also she's been in a lot of stuff she her actual actions have been huge focal plot points in the stories and then they've been really good about showing what that means to her like every it's step also of the way possible when, i just don't care about her character well, dang, but that's I a you problem. Back, like maybe, in civil, uh, maybe, in civil, like all like of it. civil war is built around her act trying to do good, killing a bunch of people, and then she starts to get isolated. Infinity War, like they had, remember all those weird romantic. She, yeah, she's literally on the run. Like, yeah, we get that, and like what that means for Vision, and that's cool. And then she has to kill him, and that's like the the. The one of the most important parts of the MCU as a whole revolves around her actions, and then it immediately cuts to her follow up. I think, and then WandaVision is probably the best MCU show, um, or if not one or two, and like that all revolved around her chaos. And then, but that this was also her was trying to be wrapping good. it up. She was literally trying to just be like a good mother. In no. In what? what the show? In WandaVision. In the show, yeah, she, but that's yeah, but why they did it as a TV show, so you could realize it was fake, and then it cuts. It's we're slowly realizing. I think the one misstep is that She's at the end of WandaVision, it appears that like, oh, I've gone away, and I'm going to do good now. Right. But then, that's a but we also see her take the dark hole. Yeah, she's so. also holding the town hostage. That's bigger yeah. than the dark hole. Like okay, the people are literally the, being maybe, tortured by yeah. her. She lets them go. I I don't because think because Sword had to come and make a whole thing. Like they had to come and be like, hey, bro, like I think you're there tripping. is a missing step between the end of Wanda. Division in this movie where we could have really felt some type of at least attempted resolution like is she do we is she redeemed is she not we don't really know and i think again the same way we got all these movies in between the first two um doctor strange between the first doctor strange we've gotten so many tv shows i can barely remember wandavision let alone the the, the deepness of the character development so again I, I think we all kind of forgot her story no one uses yeah. the dark hole and comes out like vibing or yeah but no, like, we i i forgot about the i forgot about it until you mentioned it in this conversation i had just kind of what are y'all watching like oh <laughs> a lot all this but stuff that, there's I so mean, much bro yeah. it's so hard to keep track of all that like you know, and i love that's the fair. maybe i'm it's having impossible to maybe, keep track okay maybe i'm having unspect unrealistic expectations of remembering things from the show that's if that's all right that's fair and how much are we really supposed to understand about the dark hole other than that it's a dark book that corrupts like I mean, it's it's very unclear to me you know 
to the extent that it does that, you know, how it works, where it comes to like we so, we haven't really devoted a lot of time to it. And because of all the the space and the content that has come in between WandaVision and this, you know, it, it is a little it's a little too neat and convenient for Marvel to be like, yeah, the dark hold, of course. That's that's why she's she's gone uh and- full uh malevolent villain yeah you know you you gotta think if they stuck with that original vision and they took away some of this fluff they could have just focused a little bit more on explaining why she got to that point and with the dark hole and because they wouldn't have had to spend 20 minutes introducing a new character and a million hours doing all this other nonsense (laughs) so i wonder if like this a lot of this just suffered from uh, from the production issues you you take yeah yeah. you you take the pros with the cons like yeah you're not you know you're not going to have all the pros and under the cons but do y'all feel like the movie, because maybe you're right about maybe early on they didn't explain the Darkhold well, and it's like, oh, what's going on? Do you think as they expanded on the Darkhold throughout the movie, you got more buying into as to why she's acting this way? No, because I don't think they did. A little bit. Okay, so this, a, a so like they explained, because they, they explained the original strange using the Darkhold. So she's angry. Yeah. Like they explained their, their strange using the book. Like I feel like the movie, even if you didn't have the Darkhold back context, which I'll give you that, that can be confusing for someone who just doesn't know. I still felt like throughout the movie they established every time this book is involved, someone is just taking a massive L. And but so that, maybe that explains why Wanda is more. And then by the end of the movie, she's literally saying, I wouldn't hurt anybody. I'm like, bro, we just watched you off like a bunch right. of people. Clearly, you're just not in the even when Professor X is in her mind, he even says, hey, the spell has a control on your mind. Like, yeah. do y'all it's, feel like any of those parts movies, helped? Bro. No, with no, that because it's two movies with like that exposition. A little bit. No, because they tried to do the, the, the Darkhold shit has nothing to do with the multiverse stuff besides her like trying to take it. Use well, the Darkhold gives her the tools to dream into the multiverse. The I thought that thing. they, I thought yeah. that they were directly connected because without the book, she couldn't even guess, do the yeah. thing that lets her do the multiverse stuff. Now, but it seems like it seems like there's the dark magic story and then there's the multiverse story and they could have been two separate movies and they slam them kind of together haphazardly and like it it kind of takes away from the ability because you could do both of those that's the move the Marvel part of it right and then you do the actual good movie part built around that and I feel like because they had to slam in these two pretty different plot points and wrap up wrap up Wanda in that story build start the multiverse they just couldn't have done either effectively so I. I liked because I came in. I did the homework. I loved that character. I I took advantage of it and I enjoyed it. But I think a lot of people could have felt mm-hmm. kind of like who business? did. I did like how uh, you know, regardless of you know her motivations and character jump, whatever. I did like the fact that Wanda did is the villain in this. It adds <laughs> a different kind of tension. Yeah, uh, that some of these other Marvel movies just don't have with their villains, right? Yeah. Like yeah. here we we know Wanda. And and she she's uh, she's like really passionate about what she's trying to accomplish. And so that makes her even more dangerous um, on top of her abilities, which with the Darkhold are, you know, kind of boundless. Yeah, she's now, a strong in a way that it wasn't before. Mm-hmm. And so it is very unpredictable. It's kind of terrifying. And it also opens up the door to a lot of creativity, like just the way that she was offing the illuminati like come on the way fan uh uh mr fantastic died and like they they had sausage fingers in um the daniels movie but mr fantastic turns into just like all sausages (laughs) yeah which is great and like also the way that she kills professor x in this movie like amazing 
Um, yeah. You know, like really yeah. terrifying. Captain Carter. Black Bolt. But actually, Black Bolt oh, yeah. makes me remember that it's a lit. I wish the movie had spent more time establishing just what extent of her abilities that she has. So she can. She can totally erase Black Bolt's mouth so that he explodes himself. Uh, but she has trouble with tunnel gates chasing Doctor <laughs> Strange. Like so she, she can undo reality enough, at this point. Yeah. Um, why? Why is she even chasing people? So there, I think there's some there's some issues there. But I I do like the fact that it gave us it gave us depth uh, uh, for for a villain in a Marvel movie for once. Uh, and not just from not just from a character standpoint, but also just from like a a cool chase standpoint. It you know it gave it something. Uh, it gave the movie something fresh that I don't think a lot you of know others what? have. But the, she's so, got to be up there with villains, right? No, yeah, the, I think so. On the Mount Rushmore, she's got to be up there. I think but so. To me, there, to there's, me only, there's two problems yeah, there's with her as the villain things. here. Is that one, she's not fully in control, right? Like you guys are saying, the Darkhold is really in control here and that becomes but a Thanos problem is, is crazy too That's no the thing. but they're, they're... but he's in control of himself yeah he's rational he's completely rational and uh, okay, wanda is not here. in a way that it's like is she the villain like is she bad and that's fine there can be like degrees is there. anakin rational is 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 darth vader at right. the end of episode three rational but he's no, doing right? more He's he's more in control. I don't know why I have hair in my mouth. This is disgusting. Um, <laughs> oh man, <laughs> Wes, that's gross. Ah. You're balding, bro. Um, but then the other You're part is like to use no, it's, it's but it's, no no no. But, wait wait. Let me say one more thing <laughs> yeah. that would have made this different. Would be like the having Wanda be more familiar with the villain or no sorry with the protagonist would have been more helpful because it would have meant that the the protagonist, the hero, would have had to pull more punches. Doctor right. Strange never once in this movie expresses any kind of concern or care for Wanda herself as like a reason why. Like, but that's going, always been his whole thing. You'll sacrifice whoever fully, is necessary for the. That's yeah, how they all are, for, right? But that's like, could you thing. imagine? Could you imagine if Captain America like had Hawk to fight? Or, yeah, yeah or they would like, have went yeah. about this in a totally different way, and it would have tied and their it hands. Been great. It would have tied yeah. their hands in a way that would have made it kind of really interesting. Whereas Doctor Strange is free to like do anything because he doesn't care. He's just going to kill it. So, so here's the flip side to that. And this is why I liked Wanda as a villain. And this is pretty consistent with the comics too. Scarlet Witch ain't a character you beat by fighting. That's, that's never been the case. So she's never been a character where you have to worry about, oh, she's our friend. We can't hurt her. Like, no. This is, for her character, it's always been the opposite of like, yo, she's our friend and we could try the best we can. And like, she could absolutely smoke us. Like they, when strange is talking to Wanda, it's pretty clear from the tension early on, like strange. No, I can't beat her, bro. That's why he's trying. Like clearly he's saying it out of obligation. He's not saying it as an old friend. He's like, bro, if you flip out, none of us can beat you. And the movie made it pretty clear that no one's going to beat Wanda in a fight. Like, They've made it that's clear. A missed, that's a missed opportunity of what Brian said of having a known character who you've invested all this time in. Like there should have been some semblance of like, ah, but this is our friend. Like, yeah, how, but like, is there a way to disable this or remove the magic or whatever? Like they just straight up went mm-hmm. to great. Well, guess we got to end her. Yeah. But yeah, but I think that, <laughs> but I think that kind of leans into the scale of the threat. This isn't one of those, your friend kind of just went off the beaten path a little bit, or he's a misunderstanding. Like, no, they make it clear the Scarlet Witch ain't no casual threat. This is a, like, if we don't handle this now, like, they basically say Wanda's gone. They pretty much said that a couple times. Like, yo, Wanda's gone, bro. If we she try to do this. Professor X found her. She's yeah. in there. Yeah. But well, 
But the they point do is, try that to talk was a great scene. Yeah. Yeah. That was a great scene in the bomb and shelter. And at the end, she comes yeah. back. Yeah. At the end, so, she sort of yeah. comes back. So she wasn't yeah, there the she whole has time. Her, she has her return of the Jedi. Yeah, so yeah, yeah and it's, it's cool she Star has a moment. But I think in terms Wars. of just the fighting against her, Scarlet Witch has never been a character where it's like, hey, we need to, like, you're never going to might us right through this conflict. And so I think having to make it be a we have to pull out punches story wouldn't have even worked because... Like, no, y'all the ones who are in danger but right now. But that would have made it... They would have tried <laughs> yeah, to do that, right? Like, based on what we it's know about point. the Avengers, they would have tried to do they it They wouldn't have first. gone out to kill her. They, I, Wesley's right. They would have, I yeah. think, tried to find a way to... And they would have got their and ass then, beat. And, and then, then they would have had the moment when they really do get the upper hand and they have to decide yeah. if they're going to kill see, her. See, I like that from the bounce. somebody's impulsive and then yes. slices yeah. off yeah. her head. Yeah, see, I like... No, that's subverting expectations. See, I like it from the bounce because, you know, I thought Shuma Garath was going to be the villain of the movie and they established from the bounce oh okay Wanda's the villain she's super dangerous you know they said they flipped that switch for me early on of like oh okay like and, and then again this might be me just knowing the backstory of Scarlet Witch but when I saw oh they making her a villain I was like oh all right bet so everybody is absolutely about to get smoked in this movie because no one just beats did. Wanda yeah and so I, I I like having a good force of nature villain who you can't just outfight. like that's always entertaining to me because it lets for I think it leads to a better conflict resolution. Like the resolution wasn't beat her. It was, hey, if you don't convince her and get her to change her mind, she's going to win. And I think yeah, that I was mean, good for Strange's story of like, hey, bro, you can't just beat a powerful dude who fixes it. Like you got to give up control and let other people figure it out. So I thought the nature of her as a and villain that was and good. fixing it and worked. And that part of the movie I think was good. But I think, again, that was secondary to them moving the multiverse forward. Yeah. And I think, you know. My main thought, and I can't believe I've, it just felt like it was like a list of plot points on a sheet and they just like went from one to the other to the other. To what, to Wes's point though, it did make me wonder, uh, where the heck is Vision at? Like how, I mean, how does Wanda's that not dead. Wanda's come not into dead. the equation? Where's the gray vision? Didn't he leave? Yeah, white vision. Yeah. he's still around? Yeah. Wanda's Wait, not he's dead. dead? No, Wanda's He's not. around. But like, how, how does that not come into play when right. Dr. Strange how do knows we not that she's him? after kids? What about the father? <laughs> You know, like, uh, well, no, he, he's, he should he's, be coming uh, into the picture at some point or, or they it should have been part of the discussion. And I think that that was also kind of a missed opportunity. That arc isn't mentioned over. Vision one t- you, you think she's still alive? 100%. Oh, no. yeah, 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 yeah. No, she's, she's alive. They, they made Brian, a very... are you about men's rights right now? Is that what's happening? <laughs> you got that haircut suddenly starts talking about... <laughs> uh, by the way, I live next door to you, Wes. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're clearly setting up Wanda to come back, though. Like, they got they wrote the Darkhold out so that they can clearly nerf her power. They had her do something of a redemption. They're going to set her up to resolve the white vision conflict and maybe be strong, but not as just, you know, cartoon wow. strong as she was in this movie. You know, I've said a lot of times after we talk about a movie, I, I feel about it differently. And I think after this, I, I, I'm a little sad for what the movie could have been because talking about the parts I did like. But, you know, at least I am excited for the multiverse stuff. I think that'll be that they've said that's the next phase and maybe this movie will be the, the sacrificial lamb we'll need to get <laughs> to that point. Maybe. Let's end it there. Everybody else listening at home, tell us in the Instagram chat what you thought, how you felt about it. Savannah already put out a call, but maybe after you listen to this, you'll be motivated to uh, let us know. Did you like it? Did you like Wanda as the villain? Did you think Doctor Strange was worthy of investing your time and energy in? The answer is no. Let's cut Hey, you go there. stop speaking for everybody else. Bye. <laughs> we'll fight you. <laughs> <laughs>